Hi, and welcome to Parents on Disney, a travel podcast for parents by parents. My name is Catherine, and I'm the mother of a three-year-old boy. My co-host in this show is Lucy, the mother of a five-year-old and a two-year-old. If you listened to last week's episode, you know that Lucy and I had a long conversation about saving money both before you go on your Disney trip and while you're on your trip. If you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen for those pre-trip money-saving tips. But now, let's get on to saving money in the parks. I think we've talked about pre-planning, getting ready to go, now we're here. Things that we do to save money once we arrive. Let's talk about food first. Number one, the thing in my family, we've always done, we don't eat breakfast in the park. No. You can either bring with you or get your Amazon free or even go to the shop in your hotel, buy you a box of cereal, mm-hmm. buy you a half gallon of milk, everybody has a bowl of cereal, there's your breakfast. Yep. Now, you might get hungry a little bit earlier than if you had sat down and had bacon and eggs and pancakes and everything. So maybe you eat your lunch at 11 o'clock, but that's fine because then you're getting lunch before everybody else. Mm-hmm. So that's what we've always done. If you are staying off property, you could have breakfast, you can have dinner. I mean, if you have meals off property, it's going to be cheap than if right. you are eating in the parks or eating at a hotel. Right. If you're really concerned about food budget, really, <laughs> really the easiest answer is don't buy food on Disney property. We said avoid buying at Disney if you can. That goes to food as well. Mm-hmm. So whether that's eating breakfast in your room, bringing snacks with you yes. to eat throughout the day so you're not having to constantly buy snacks, mm-hmm. especially with kids. My kids are just, we they, had, they just only eat snacks. Well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> we had applesauce pouches, we had granola bars, we had little bags of goldfish, mm-hmm. we had little bags of teddy grams. Fruit. I mean, we had apples, clementines. You had a lot of stuff delivered. We did, yeah, yeah. we did a lot of stuff delivered. I feel like Clementines, when you go to Disney, it's like every meal is a Clementine. With the, yeah. Which, at that point, he had like just discovered Clementines as a food, and so he was so excited that they were basically at every meal he wanted he wanted to eat the little orange first. But, <laughs> yeah, bring stuff with you. Bring snacks. Bring water. Bring water. You can get water. You, you can, can get yeah, free water. Free water, yep. But I'm not a big plain water person. I will drink it. If it's the only thing available, but I don't, I just am not a person who says, I'm going to drink me a big glass of water right now. (laughs) So what I've done is you bring like the drink mix packets. So you get your free cup of water or you have your water bottle, you fill up the water fountain and then you make your lemonade or your iced tea Mm -hmm. or make whatever you want to make. Or your iced coffee. That was my advice. Yeah. Yeah. Bring my mug and you were making your own coffee. Did you bring your coffee maker with you? No, I did not. I did not. I used the one in the in the room. I also, though, I, I got... Did you bring coffee or did you use the coffee? I had to use Joffrey's coffee because no. their coffee maker does not allow you to do grounds. Oh, yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy coffee. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. Coffee snob. But yeah. I try not to. I try not to put it out there, but I am. That's... <laughs> That's my vice is my coffee. I also did with my Amazon delivery. I had cold brew coffee that I ordered. And so I could just fill my cup with ice and put my cold brew coffee in my mug and bring it. Starbucks like the glass bottles type deal? No, 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 no. Like like an actual like liter cold brew. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't know. There's all different brands out there. But just cold brew coffee. And I brought my... My mini turvis tumbler 
filled it with ice in the morning, and then that was my my drink that I had with me well, on top of my water bottle. But on the subject of drinks, the refillable mug. Yes, my parents did the math on it, and if you get the refillable mug, mm-hmm. that is good for your length of stay. So if you are there for long enough, and you're going to be drinking enough. You can save money by buying the mug instead of buying every morning going and buying a coffee in, right. the, in the right. food court. They did the math on it and they said, okay, well, we can buy the refillable mug. We'll go down there. We'll get a coffee. Mm-hmm. They, they're not like big, I need to have a big cup of coffee or five cups of coffee to get me ready. They just like to have a little bit. And so they would get one of the refillable mug size of coffee. I don't know how much this whole 12 ounces maybe. Probably. It's not, it's not, it's not, not very big. They would fill that up. They would get a styrofoam cup, mm-hmm. and they would just split it, and that would be their, their coffee. So yeah. they did the math on it, and they figured out, okay, it's worth it for us to buy this one mug. The coffee alone is going to pay for itself, and then we come back at night, we'll put Coke in it or whatever. I don't know. Right. Whatever you want, whatever's in the drink fountain. And we got one for ourselves, too, and so we would go in the morning, and we would fill it up with lemonade or Powerade or whatever, and we would drink it, and then we would have it throughout the day, put water in it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we got back to the hotel at night, fill it up again. Really wish they would do, they have like a Dollywood and Universal Studios where you fill the bug park. Right. Where even if you have to pay. Does not work in the park. Doesn't work in the park, just works in the hotel. So you pay a set price. It's good for your life to stay in your hotel. With the Dollywood and the Universal Studios cups, I know because I've done that before, is you pay for the cup. And then the first day, the refills are free. And then consecutive days, you pay like a discounted rate. So I think when we went to Dollywood, it was $6 yep. for the second day for the for the unlimited refills. Mm-hmm. And we certainly got our money. Oh, my gosh. That. And those, yes. were, those were big cups, They're too. They're big <laughs> cups, yeah. Yeah, I and, mean, we we each only had one cup. Right. And we split right. between yeah, my each, husband each and Each family I, had yeah. a cup. Yeah. Right. And then... And, you could go. You could go and refill it as much as you wanted too. Yeah. A, nobody was nobody was, policing you no, about. Well, you no. were just here. Like, no, fill it up or stand there and drink the whole thing and fill it up <laughs> again if you want to. But I think that's a, that's a thing that you have to do the math on and figure out if it's going to make sense right. for you to do. If that's for your family, are you going to be? Are you just purely water all mm. the time for the most part? You don't drink any Coke or right. anything like that, then maybe not. But for us, you know, my husband likes Coca-Cola, mm. you know, in the afternoons and stuff mostly. And so it made more sense. But that is one of those things, yeah. It depends on what, what your preference is. Right. So it might be a money saver. It might not. You just have to do the math. Similar for the dining plan. Yes. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to the dining. You've never done a dining plan. No. I think, you know, Disney is very smart and they don't do things that aren't going to make them money. If the dining plan was universally a money saver for people, Disney wouldn't be doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say it, but it's a business. A business exists to make money. Yes, they want people to have a good experience. But they are not necessarily going out of their way to save money for you. Even when they release discounts and stuff, they're releasing discounts because they got to fill rooms. So they're not doing this out of the kindness of their hearts to save you money on dining. They're doing it because they're making money overall. But if you individually play your cards right and you sit down and you figure out this is where we're going to be eating, this is what we're going to order. If you're going to order the most expensive thing on the most expensive menu for every meal, then you probably save money with it. Right. 
I think from what I have heard from other people is it can be very, A, time consuming <laughs> mm-hmm. to do all that research, figure all that out. And it also is like stressful. Right. You feel like you have to maximize uh-huh. this dining plan that you pay because you want to save the money. It's, I got to get a dessert even though You're I just don't want it. just to eat. <laughs> right. I don't want it. I got to use up all of my snack credits. So I got to get snacks I don't want. I think right. it can make you eat more than you would normally or eat more expensive things than you would normally because you have to to get the value out of it. Or you could have just not gotten a dining plan and you could have eaten like you normally would. And right. you would have been probably happier and saved money. Yeah. Well, a lot of times we split mm-hmm. things. My husband and I have been able to split a meal and save money that way. And then my kids eat off of whatever. Right. Yeah. You know. We did a lot of that too where he just kind of picked. Picked. <laughs> and then, you know, plates. they're eating snacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, we did buy a few kids meals here and there. But my daughter is <laughs> borderline picky sometimes. Yeah. And my son... We eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. My daughter will not. Go figure. I don't know, but... (laughs) Ours is a peanut butter only kid. He, for some reason, jelly. Yeah, I mean, so if you're willing to split a meal, that's a big chunk right there. And I feel like the meals in the park, some I do feel like it's hit or miss sometimes. Whether you're getting a a meal that's enough Mm -hmm. for two, Mm -hmm. but... I think if you're wise with your choices on where you go, I've never really had a problem with splitting stuff with him. I've I think you much... can usually find an end option at a place. Mm. I'm thinking the first thing that came to mind for me was Pinocchio's Village House where they have the flatbreads. Right. You can split one of those flatbreads oh, yeah. for sure. For sure. Another one, Flame Tree Barbecue at Animal Kingdom. You can get like a combo platter. Right. Got, like ribs and chicken. Yeah, and ribs and, and chicken and sides. It's huge. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you plan it that way, you can find something just about anywhere that you can split. Another thing is you don't have to be a kid to order a kid's meal. Right. My parents, I feel like more often than not, they were getting the kid's meals. Because it was like, I don't really want to eat, you know, like another hamburger or whatever. Turkey sandwich sounds pretty good right about now. (laughs) And it comes with a bag of chips. Mm -hmm. It comes with, like, grapes or an orange or, you know, and milk or a bottle of water. You you spend less money. You don't feel like you're having to stuff yourself. You're going to be having a park day and going on rides and stuff. Probably don't want to eat. You don't need to eat a whole lot. Right. You can save yourself some money and some tummy trouble that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we also, at times, would just get sides a couple sides Mm -hmm. of stuff and share and that worked out for us too yeah i think you could make meals out of snacks in a lot of places oh for sure where you have there's almost always a festival going on right booth you can go and you can pay five six dollars and get a little portion pot stickers or something something and share yeah you can make meals out of that Mm -hmm. now to hotels I guess, really, if you're really trying to save money, the answer is don't stay at this. Don't. Yeah. Now, that's a tough one because money is one thing, but value mm-hmm. is different. And I think Disney hotels offer a lot of value. Yes. Convenience. Co- yeah. Convenience, the free transportation, the extra half hour in the morning, just a good overall experience as far as it's clean, it's good service, theming, nice pool. Like, mm-hmm. you know that you're going to have 
have a good experience. But if it really is a matter for you of this is what I need to do in order to afford the trip and I just need somewhere where I can sleep and take a shower, then an off-property hotel might be right for you. So we'll start there as the baseline. If you do decide that you want to stay at a Disney resort, there are levels. We've talked about this. Mm -hmm. There's different levels which correspond to different price points. Do you really need to stay at a Lux hotel? We talked about this before. We think the values are great. With kids especially, we think the values are the great. The is... The theming and everything. Right. I think for the price differential where you're spending hundreds of dollars more a night to stay, to me, the difference is it's not worth it. I mean, I could spend that money on different Mm-mm. elements for my trip. Now, if you're going where you really want to have like a classy, fancy experience, okay, maybe it's worth it in that situation. If you're planning on spending a lot of time in the hotel and you're not really a parks person and say you want to stay in the Grand Floridian because you want to go to the spa and you want to go to the restaurants or what have you, okay, that's just a different type of trip. Right. Not the type of trip that we take. No. If you're taking a trip like we are, where you're going to the parks and that's your main purpose and that's where you're going to be spending your time. You're going to be there when it opens and when it closes right. for the most if, part. If that's what you're doing, I think you're wasting your money on Deluxe Hotel. Oh, honestly. yeah. Yeah. But if you do want to stay at a Deluxe Hotel, something you might consider is renting DVC points. Right. So we'll go Oof. into a lot of detail about DVC and how that all works, but essentially DVC is Disney Vacation Club, and it is Disney's timeshare company essentially where you will buy a contract which gets you a certain number of points every year and use those points for stays at disney resorts typically there's cruises and there's rci mm-hmm. and there's some other stuff you can do with the points but for the most part what the selling point is from them is you own a little piece of disney you own these points right you, you have- can experience staying at a deluxe if you never have well if you own points then you use your points and you stay right now there's a bunch of (laughs) of hotels to pick from at this point all three of the deluxe grand floridian polynesian and contemporary have dbc sections Mm -hmm. there's some hotels like riviera Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, that are just DVC. Just DVC, yeah. Where you occasionally, Disney will sell rooms for cash, but they are set up to be purely DVC resorts. If you are somebody who owns points, and you, for whatever reason, will not be able to use them before they expire, you can put your points up on the rental market, and then somebody who doesn't have points or needs more points... Give them to us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is actually an option. You can transfer points. But if you want to sort of try before you buy DVC or really want to stay at the contemporary, but the price is so right. high, you can look into renting somebody's points and then that will let you stay. At right. Experience it and see if that's something that you want to do. Or even if you think it's not something you want to do, if it's just, I want to stay at the contemporary and it's cheaper for me to pay to rent this person's points and book a DVC room than it is for me to pay cash right. for a right. room at the contemporary. It might be something to, to look into. There are companies that specialize in doing DVC rentals. So they will handle the business transaction part of it. So you're not just like making a handshake deal with somebody like, oh yeah, I'm going to make the reservation for you with my points. Definitely send me your money. So you can go through a company that'll do that for you. But I think 
if I was going to stay at the deluxe resort, I, I did look into it actually when I was thinking like, oh, well, maybe we could do like a night at the Contemporary and that would be like our Magic Kingdom days mm-hmm. right there. And looked into it. We ended up not doing it. It was fine. But if I was to do it, I think that's how I would go about it was I would look into renting points renting if I points, could. Right. Well, it does give you the option to, if it's something that you're like, oh, I would just want to at least say that I was able mm. to stay at the contemporary, you know, it's not going to be where I go every trip. If it's on your bucket list to experience it, you have that option to be able to experience that, mm-hmm. what that kind of stay looks like. If you always stay at All-Star, you know, you can test it out and see, and then that could be it. You know, you don't have to... Right, it's no, it's not. There's no commitment to it. Right, there's the no trip. commitment. Yeah. To yeah, and you can also get some good deals there. The companies that do the rentals, you can just do like a straight up point rental. Like I'm looking to rent hundred points. points or something. Right. But you can also do. They will have pre-booked trips. Mm-hmm. So like somebody has points that are going to expire, so they book a trip. You know, we've booked a week at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which when I was naming the deluxe resorts, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Beach Club, Yacht Club, Wilderness Lodge. There's more. There's When you start to think yes. about it, there's actually a lot. But Grand Floridian, Contemporary, and Polynesian are always the ones that like are in my mind because they're around the Magic Kingdom. But anyway, somebody books a, a trip at, to Animal Kingdom Lodge for a week in October. And then these companies that do the rentals, they'll list it. Mm-hmm. You know, one week stay, Animal Kingdom Lodge Studio, October 1st through 8th. Here's the price. And so if you can be flexible with your dates, like we talked about, if you can make this trip that somebody's already booked fit into your schedule, and you can basically transfer the trip out of their name into your name and and take over the financial part of the trip, you might be able to to get a good deal that way, too. Mm -hmm. We touched on using Disney transportation. So, like we said, benefit of staying in the hotels, buses, Skyliner, boats, monorail if it's there you might as well use it yeah i know that sometimes if you have for example a a reservation at a restaurant and we need to get there asap can't stand here wait for the bus okay the disney transportation isn't always the best if you are trying to get like between hotels Mm -hmm. or if you want to get from disney springs to a park. They don't bus between the parks in Disney Springs. Right. Because then everybody would just park at Disney Springs and then and ride then the bus. Ride the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you if you want to go to Disney Springs, you either have to start at a hotel and take the bus or you need to arrange for other transportation. As much as you possibly can, if you can if you have the time and you can take the Disney transportation, just Use do it. it. Yeah. You've already it's free, but it's also kind of not free because it's built into the price that you've paid for your room. So you might as well take advantage of it. You've already paid for it. If for some reason you can't use the Disney transportation, like for example, we had made plans to have dinner at Disney Springs with a friend of mine who lives in the area and we were at Epcot. <laughs> what my sister and I ended up doing was we took a bus from Epcot to Saratoga Springs because Saratoga Springs is basically right next door to Disney Springs. So we took the bus and then we walked and that is a big resort. Let me tell you, I did not think it would be quite that long of a walk. So it was 
my sister and me and my little one in the stroller <laughs> walking all the way across Saratoga Springs. So that was the free option, but wouldn't necessarily recommend. What I have done in the past is use Lyft. You know, you can use Uber, whatever your mm-hmm. ride share of choice is. And between different points on, on Disney property, it's not terribly expensive. No, no. And so I would suggest that over and you can really request anything. an Uber or a Lyft with a car seat in it too if that is something, something that you need. need. Mm-hmm. And, and I would even suggest that like for airport travel too mm-hmm. over doing like a car service or a shuttle. I just think it's going to be a lot less expensive, a lot more flexibility if you use a rideshare service. As far as renting a car in that situation, car rental prices are so, so sky high now. Yeah, because so, we considered renting a car we drove on our last trip. So eight and a half hours plus stops and everything. And we considered it as an option. I wanted to look into it because we drive a Toyota Camry and usually when we take trips, it's filled to the brim. Mm-hmm. I mean, as light as we can pack, it's still filled to the brim. So I didn't want to look into that. Like, oh, we could rent something bigger and have more room and what are our souvenirs going to take up when we're driving back and everything. But, oof. Yeah. I mean, it was Nuts. it was crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. It was just more worth it to just take our own car. And plus, I don't know, I, I get weary about a rental car. and Yeah, well, I think unless you're like, we're going to land at the airport and we're going to drive to the beach or something. I don't see why, if you were flying in, you would want to rent a car at Disney. Because mm-hmm. you rent the car, you drive yourself to your hotel. And then after Do you that, really want to drive back and forth to the park? I really don't think no. it's necessary. No. So I think if you if you want to go somewhere, that you want to go to the grocery store, you want to go out to dinner or something off property, go get an Uber or a Lyft. And the other thing, too, is if you aren't familiar with Orlando, it can be very confusing. Well, my husband can tell you first. Yes, he got, <laughs> he lost. got lost going driving so to the Target to I, do the Target pickup. If I can pay for somebody <laughs> who is driving, right? Yeah, you know, especially with Disney property, I think the the folks who do like Uber and Lyft in the Disney area, I mean, they got to be that's got to be their that's whole all day. that they do, and so they yeah. know what lane they got to be in, right? What's and the, the fastest the, way in the, the back roads? The availability is it's not like they're not going to be available. No, oh, there's a million yeah, of them. There. So, I mean, we had our car. In actuality, when using the car when we were there, we had an unexpected Target pickup. That was unexpected. Target pickup and the Del Taco <laughs> drive. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, we we used the buses, we used monorail, and we drove our car home. So right. it's not. I don't think renting a car is really worth... If you're going there, you're going to be there. Right. In my opinion. Right. I mean, yeah. I'm one Renting to- a car on a trip, in my mind, is more of... If you're going to be traveling, you're going to be every night sightseeing, and every mm-hmm. night we're going to be in a different place. Like, yeah. When we went to Disneyland in uh, 2005, yes, my parents rented a car. Because we were at Disneyland for days, and then we drove down to San Diego, and we went to the San Diego Zoo, and, you know, we sight saw. So, in that situation, it makes sense to rent a car. But if you're getting off the plane, going to the Disney Resort property bubble, mm-hmm. and then going back to the airport, it's not worth it. The last thing on my list, we didn't mention when we were talking about booking. Uh, if you use a travel agent, yes, then the, you have somebody who is looking out for discounts for you. Right. We talked about the idea of book the trip early, then if something comes up that's better later, you can cancel and rebook. If you have a travel agent, they 
are looking for that. Kind right, of and they you. start with that. Do you have military? Mm. I mean, they, they know what all the discounts they, are. They ask you all of that to begin with. Before we click on booking this, let's make sure we get all of those. But I remember my travel agent going, do you military? Do you have this? Do you have that? Mm-hmm. You know, so, and then, like you said, they will look. And if right. things... When recently, this new one was released Disney Plus, they're going through and they're checking, okay, do I have anybody in my mm-hmm. in my roster for Disney Plus subscriber? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my list. And then they'll go through and they'll look. Is it going to be a savings for you? Right. If I tweak your dates one way or the other or I move you to a different resort, mm-hmm. is there a way that I can mm-hmm. save you some money? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to deal with it because you and I were on the, the day that the discount came out. We were on looking... <laughs> I don't know, to torture ourselves, I guess, but yeah. we were looking, and you couldn't even get on the website. You couldn't even get on the you website. You in the queue yeah. for 10 minutes right. to sit there and wait But for you the can website. have somebody that sits there and can do that for you. Right, right. well, that's the thing, is right. that it, then you're not the one right. who's trying to get and in, then, and I was having problems where it wasn't letting me add things to my cart, and so I had uh-huh. to, like... Log out and then add it to my car. And, and I was trying to, to navigate through it for you. Yeah. It was a mess. So if you have a travel agent, you don't have to do any of that. Well, in fact, our last trip, you were down a day before us. Mm-hmm. We were going to go the same day. But she came back and said, if you actually leave a day later, it's going to be cheaper that night. Right. Because yeah, I, I was like, oh, you know, my friend's going to go and here's the dates. We would like to kind of, we knew we weren't going to be able to be with each other all the time. And, I, you know, I didn't expect that. But like, hey, here's the date she's going to go. Can you kind of get in that ballpark yeah, range? And she initially planned it for the day you were going to be there too. But then came back to me and said, well, I know you want to be there when she's there. It's just one day. One day shift. Yeah. Yeah. And it was going to save me like 50 bucks on the hotel. So. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And it's free. There's no charge. You don't have to pay them. They are getting paid by Disney. So that's the the other thing there is that you don't have to stress about, oh, now there's this discount, you know, looking things up. And like you said, when we, I was right there with you getting online. I'm like. Oh, we're just curious, and could not, and was sitting in queue, and so yeah. that was that. And they, and I think they also have well a few things going in their favor. I think they know probably with more warning certainly than we have when things are going to be happening. Yes. I don't think they're surprised. Right. Maybe sometimes they are, but for the most part, I think Disney has a rough schedule of when they release mm-hmm. different discounts for different times of year. So like. They kind of know when to expect things. I think they also, because they are booking so many trips, like, I don't know off the top of my head if it's going to be cheaper to book it. Port Orleans or Riverside in October or whatever. They are going to know, okay, these are the hotels that are more likely to have the good discounts this time of year. You know, I can move you around. I know when all the different events are going on. Mm -hmm. Like, they have more of of a background, like, base of knowledge to start from that if I just get on and I just start, I'm just putting in every week and I'm just looking and they, like, know better where to start from. Right. And I think if there are problems, they know people <laughs> yes they are on the phone with disney probably daily so if they are running into that issue i was having where they uh-huh. can't like right. actually add things to cart or whatever and i don't know how they 
how they what their booking system looks like. I'm sure it's a totally different animal than what we use, but mm. if they do have a problem, they know like who to call and how to get it fixed mm. better than you or I would. Right. Plus, you're just not taking the time mm. having to sit there and yeah. plug in the dates, replug in, and replug in, and you know, let them do it. <laughs> right. Right. I think that's the end of our of our list. Yeah. There might be some things here and there that we miss, but that that at least covers most of the stuff that pretty much everything that I would that we do. That we do check off my list. Yeah, if anybody's listening to this and they have other ideas, yeah. money saving tips. Let us know. Yeah. We love to save money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Before we close it out, I think we were going to talk a little bit about just some new stuff. Yeah. Disney things at the front of your mind. All right. Well, let's talk about Genie Plus. <sighs> Genie Plus. We have a complicated relationship with Genie Plus, yes. don't we? I think everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Moving to a new model mm-hmm. where the pricing will be different depending on which park mm-hmm. you're buying it for. So when we went, we only used it at Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom has the most rides, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the most expensive. Right. And I think that makes sense. If more people are buying it, that's going to be the most expensive one, and it has the most rides. So mm-hmm. you're getting still, I think, a good value per dollar. I don't know. I'm not that mad at it, honestly. I think a lot of people are upset about it. This is their way of, like, secretly raising the prices, and they're making it more complicated. And I mean, I do worry that maybe for some people it might add an extra step that aren't familiar with the app. You know, like, they've got, now they've got another step in the app to have to do they, though? figure out. I haven't, but, looked, uh, I haven't looked at it, so I don't know. If it's just... Instead of going onto the app and it's saying, buy Genie Plus for the day, you go into the app and it says, buy Genie Plus for the day, pick your park. Is it really that much more complicated? I don't know. There's a lot of people that <laughs> can't even yeah, figure it out yeah, now. I, know, I, I know. But, you know. The complaint that I saw, I guess, as far as making it more complicated was, I like to know when I get there, which parks I'm going to on which day. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are people who like to go where the wind blows them, I guess. So, if you are having to pick your Genie Plus, like, which park you're going to go to, mm-hmm. it kind of, like, locks you into a park. But it's also, if you decide you're going to go to Epcot and you're going to get Genie Plus and you pay $18, mm-hmm. and then the next day, Genie Plus is $16 at Epcot, then you're going to feel like right. Disney nickel and dime you right. and you right. got a bad deal. Where if you... If it's just one price for all the parks and you pay $22 for Genie Plus on Monday and $23 for Genie Plus on Tuesday or whatever, it's all the same because everybody's paying that same price where maybe you could have gotten a better deal if you got on a different day. I don't know. I think Disney is going to raise prices and make money regardless. Mm -hmm. So if they are going to make Genie Plus, and I don't know what the new cap is going to be on it now, but... If they're going to charge $30, $35 a person to go to the Magic Kingdom and have Genie Plus, they're going to do it mm-hmm. one way or another. One way or the so other, if, right. So if it's a choice between $30 a person for all the parks or $30 a person at Magic Kingdom and $20 a person at Animal Kingdom, well, I, I'll take that option. 
Yeah. Now, I guess arguably you could say, well, they're going to make Magic Kingdom like way mm, more, expensive more expensive than they ever would have made the other parks. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you have to put in fact that there's way more rides mm-hmm. at Magic Kingdom. So why wouldn't that be more expensive versus right. Animal and more Kingdom? More people want it. And more people want it, right. Yeah. So the demand has is not as high for Animal Kingdom. So why would it be the same price as Magic Kingdom? Right. Well, my thought was still haven't ridden Flight of Passage sixteen dollars. I'm well. You know, I think well, that's you one do of the have to. Well, you do, but I mean, I don't know. You know, like I do think. I mean, for me, I think it makes more sense because, like I said, there's more rides at Magic Kingdom versus Animal Kingdom. We paid for it for both our days at Magic Kingdom, and we paid for it at Hollywood. We did use it at Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. and those are the the two that are the most expensive and the people use it for. Right. But also, my daughter is ride heavy. She wants to... We get off a ride, she's like, when are we going on the... I want to go on another ride. So, it's, it kind of goes back to, what is your family vacation looking like? Are you wanting, you know, more rides than horse? What I think they should do, this individual pricing for each park thing, I think makes sense. Like you said, Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom has the most rides. Makes sense. I think people would like if they did almost like a dining plan thing, but for Genie Plus, where we're going to bundle it, and it's going to be a package for every day that you have a ticket, you're going to pay like flat rate uh-huh. for Genie Plus, and then you don't have to worry about which park it is that mm. you're going to. You don't have to worry about the price goes up or down. Maybe you would have paid less if you had picked and chosen which days and stuff, but we're going to take that off your plate. You don't have to think about it. You're right. going to pay a flat rate. Disney probably makes money off of that situation, but you also don't Everybody's happy. have to yeah. stress about it. I think if they are already doing that or thinking about that, I think they should consider it. Yeah. Well, I think people also are so hung up on, we want fast passes, fast passes. Yes. And I... <sighs> I don't know. I'm torn because, like, I get it, but at the same time, I'm like... Yeah. Well, if we're talking about things that would make people happy, what would make people happy would be if if they got rid of Genie Bus entirely. Well, it would be, but that's just not... I don't see that happening. I I mean, they're making too much money off of Genie Plus Mm. to go back to Fast Passes. I could see maybe a sort of hybrid Hybrid. If they had one one, or two or something Mm -hmm. thrown in there with it, it entices more people to buy it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a win-win situation. I, I could get behind that, but I don't foresee them going back to the way it was. I just don't see that happening. People need to move on. I wonder, I haven't looked into this. I'm sure the numbers are out there. I don't know that Disney is releasing them or if it's just people have ways of finding this stuff. But what is the percentage of, like, uptake on Genie Plus? Like, if you're in the Magic Kingdom on any given day, how many? Half? 70%? Mm. That was a concern that we had when Genie Plus first came out was, well, everybody's using it. The value's diluted because then everybody's in the lightning lanes. Right. And nobody's in the standby line. But you also, okay, if 95% of people are using it, do you want to be the 5% who's stuck mm. in the standby line? Stuck in the sand, right? 
So, I don't know. Like I said, I'd be curious to see what the breakdown is on that. But if everybody's already paying for it and using it, then just increase the ticket price. Mm-hmm. Give it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Bundle it in. Everybody has access to this system. Right. And it's every two hours, whatever this is right. worth. Limit it to you get 10 a day or whatever it is. Right. Limit it in some way. I think people have harder time accepting being asked to pay for an additional thing mm-hmm. than they would if... If it was already... It was part of the price. Right. It's like, oh, and you this free... It's like the Magical Express. When they introduced the Magical Express, they raised the prices, the hotel prices. After a couple years, people forget that you raised the hotel prices because mm-hmm. you raise them all the time anyway. And it's like, oh, you right. have this free perk. Like, well, you're forgetting that free thing is actually already included in the price of your hotel. Right. But it feels free. It feels free. Because there's not, right. there's not a line item on your bill that says Magical Express. Right. So I think if they raised the ticket price, they included the Genie Plus system, and it was just the ticket prices, mm-hmm. you know, $150, and you get to use the system where you can reserve times on rides and stuff, I think people would be yeah. mad at first, but I think they'd come around to it. One of the, the things that people really like about the dining plan is you just pay it, you know what it's going to cost, mm-hmm. and then that's it. There's no surprises. Right. It's just done. I think Disney, if they sold like an all-inclusive package, and it was flat rate, everything. Tickets, hotel, parking. Oh, man. A, they could make money off of it because they could make whatever price they want right. and pay for it just to have the convenience mm-hmm. of not having to think about stuff. Right. And I think people would like it because I think that people over and over again say how complicated it is. Mm-hmm. If Disney would just bundle all of it, the Genie Plus, and maybe you would have different tiers for like character meals or mm-hmm. like different experiences. Maybe you get some kind of like ticket book for like souvenirs. Like you can trade this. You know how they have yeah. like the different color codes for oh, price right. tags? Right, right. You get X number of teal souvenirs and lavender and whatever. Right. Something where I know this is the price. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to an all-inclusive resort. Mm-hmm. This is the price. And I um, do I do whatever I, I want. I eat whatever I eat. Yeah. And I know how much it's going to cost me. If Disney could come up with a way to set up a bundle where everything was paid for, even if that bundle was more expensive than the separate component mm-hmm. parts of it, I think there are people out there who would be happier with that because it's easy mm-hmm. and they know what they're getting into and they don't feel like they, they're being tricked right. or surprised, taken advantage of. And I can understand why people do feel like that sometimes. If you if you go into it and you don't know that you're going to have to pay to park and then you show up and they say, okay, $25, right? it doesn't feel good when you've already paid so much. Well, exactly. And I think they would make money off of that. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of people are just, like you said, they're, oh, it's just complicated and everything's always changing and I just can't keep up with, now it's Genie Plus and, you know, this and that. So, yeah, just take away all of that, pay it all up front. Well, we went to the movies last night. You yeah. about that real quick? Yeah, we went and saw Elemental. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. My daughter really enjoyed it. We've gotten, prior to the movie, we had already gotten a couple of the uh, Happy Meal toys, and now she's like, oh, this is this person and that, and was talking about that today, so. I do not understand the people who are upset about it. I I saw an article, the title was like, the worst Pixar Pixar movie movie, of all time. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know what movie that person saw, but... (sighs) 
I did see an article today where the author really liked the movie, but she felt like it wasn't marketed properly. Mm. And I can see that the trailer that I saw, it doesn't really tell you what he's really about. It, yes. It's kind of like, oh, there's these elemental people. They live in this city, and it's going to be this kind of like fish out of water with this fire lady and this water guy. Right. Which, that is an element in it, but the real part of the story is about a daughter of an immigrant family whose parents have made a big sacrifice to provide mm-hmm. a life for her in a new place, and they have a hope or an idea of what they want her life to be like, and she is trying to fit into that that life that yes. they have set up for her, and she feels a, really a, a burden and a responsibility that they've right. given up so much for me that yeah. I have to do this for them. She's trying to prove that she's a good daughter mm-hmm. and is fine for their approval of her the whole time and has to meet this guy, the water guy, to really kind of realize that... This is not what I want. This I'm is doing not, this for them. I'm doing this only for them, and this is not what I have to do. Either. Yeah, she, there's a line in the movie where she says, uh, I don't remember what it was verbatim, but how, how do you pay back a sacrifice like the one that they made for me? Right. Well, it's with, I have to sacrifice my life for them. And the water guy, first of all, helps her see, like, you don't really want this. During the movie, she's she's struggling with, she's having these, like, emotional outbursts, and she can't figure out why, and he helps her to see, like, it's because you're trying to make yourself fit into a role. Right, be something that you're not. Yeah, that you don't really want. And then also, at the end of the movie, she comes to realize that her parents, all they've ever wanted is for her to be happy. Right. The reason that they left their whole life behind and started a new life was for her. To have a better life. Right. And so they were encouraging her along a certain path because that's what they knew and that's what they thought she would want. But ultimately, what they want is for her to to be happy and and to To thrive. To to have her own dreams and Mm -hmm. and live her own life. And so this article that I read, the author said, "The, the trailer doesn't give you any of that. No. So. And I admit it does not. <laughs> no. But I was kind of happy that it didn't because for me in general movies, I don't want to watch the trailer and be like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know the whole story. When I started watching it, I'm like, this is not at all what I thought the movie was going to be. But that was I enjoyed that. Right. I mean, that, I think that's what. That's how I like to watch movies. I, I think the author's critique of Disney was like, well, if you had marketed it as an immigrant mm-hmm. story, a family story, a, a story about a young person finding their path in life, it would have done better because people would have said, oh, I want to see I that. I want to see that because I can relate. Right. Or I want to learn more about that kind of situation. The trailer kind of like, oh, cutesy in the art right. school. And, but uh, maybe I'll see it, maybe I won't. Yeah, and I think, I think it had a really good message as far as trying to live up to parents' expectations mm. and, and struggling with that and also figuring out what you want to do with your right. life. Being yourself, being true to yourself. That was like, I guess, the A plot. And then the B plot was she is a, a fire person and she falls in love with the water 
person. Mm-hmm. And he has lived a completely different lifestyle and experience from her where she had to work very hard her whole life and her life has been very rigid and, and set. And his family is very like water people go with the flow and kind of follow your bliss. And they're very wealthy and they live in this penthouse apartment. And he right. has like worked a series of jobs and hasn't been able to keep any of them. And he's kind of... Uh, he Literally floats around. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't have really any sense of like direction or responsibility or anything where that's been her whole life has been that she's had this responsibility and so they i mean are literally fire and water like they they meet and at first they don't really understand each other and they over time begin to like appreciate right differences in each other and and they're able to work together and company yeah i mean a whole other theme is learning about other people's struggles and lifestyles and where they came from and actually like not just hearing about it but like living seeing it and and living it and i enjoyed it i thought it was a great i thought it was a a different concept Mm -hmm. you know i mean everybody keeps complaining i know disney's Doing all these, you know, remakes, Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, and people have been complaining about not having new mm-hmm. concepts. Well, all right, here it's we a, go. I think it, you know, it's a new concept for Disney, but I think it's also a story that hasn't really been told. No. And, and told in a way that's really approachable to kids, too. Well, exactly. We need more of that. You know, it's yeah, not it, all fairy tales and. It was a movie about struggle to fit in and find your path and stuff but I think in a lot of ways it it also was a story about like being a minority Mm -hmm. because at the beginning of the movie when her parents first moved to the city the fire people are not welcomed they try to rent a bunch of different houses and nobody wants them no one will rent to them right and they have to like build up their own neighborhood and community Mm -hmm. um so it's really also a story about discrimination there's a yeah a story that she tells the water guy about when she was young she wanted to go see this this plant that was blooming and she and her dad go to see it at the garden and they're not allowed in because they don't let the fire people in. And, and in general, like the fire people, they keep to themselves. Yeah. You don't see any fire people in the city, in the scenes of the city. Mm-hmm. And, and she, in she, the, she, in the beginning of the movie, she says like, you, you cannot, yeah. you will not get me out of my neighborhood. Right. Like, I'm not going into the city. And so they're very um, segregated. And, mm-hmm. I think it's a, a way to open a, a dialogue with your kids about how people have been treated historically and how people get treated now, but it's also, like, it's presented in a easier, like, way for them right. to understand of, like, oh, well, you see how the fire people weren't allowed into the garden because mm-hmm. all the, the grass people thought that they would burn it down. Right. And you know, that really upset her and was it nice? And, you know, you can kind of use it to talk about more serious topics mm-hmm. in a way that is, is easier for them to, to, to grasp. grasp. Uh-huh, for sure. So, recommendation. I think yeah. Thumbs up for, Go us see for it. Elemental. Good it's messages. It. Beautiful. Just like Beautiful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, um... Yeah, imagery for sure. I like the um the kind of contrast of like just the fire people themselves, how they actually made them all different mm-hmm. too though, and like their clothing represented them too, versus like the clothing of the, the water or the earth or the wind. Like culturally it seemed like mm-hmm. it was molded in that shape. But 
and my daughter loved it. She thought it was fun. Wants to see it again, so mm-hmm. I, I highly enjoyed it. I wouldn't pay any attention to those reviews. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think whenever Disney puts out, I think they always have a little bit more of a target on their back. Other well, they do movie studios. They do, and lately they have more than anything. Well, yeah. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. As always, if you've got your money saving tips, send them to us. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.